Hi there, welcome to the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, the Fearless Lady, Charlene Light. When I turned 40, I decided to create a really fun challenge for myself by stepping into my fears 40 different ways. I tackled fears around aging, going after my dreams, and even finding true love. This podcast is about that journey and how it transformed my life and how you can start looking at your fear as an invitation to step into your worth, invite more freedom, joy, and fun back into your life. Life can be an adventure. Live the life of your dreams. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Fearless Lady. I am sitting here in my kitchen in my, I guess, my cozy clothes, you know, the clothes that I've been sort of living in for the past few days. This has been a very, very strange and unusual time. Um, We are all asked to stay at home and to self-quarantine ourselves. Everything is closed. We have to have a social distancing away from each other. Um, I'm talking about the impact of the coronavirus, which just last week, like it wasn't even like this. I mean, the fact that it has changed um, so quickly, so rapidly in just, you know, the matter of days, you know, since the last episode um, is really incredible. And and I understand um, taking these precautions. Um, What I also feel uh, is so unusual and yet kind of um, remarkable about this time is that we're all going through it together. Like every single person on this earth is going through this because this is something that's affecting all of us and it doesn't know race or gender or class. It's just, you know, although, you know, they say it's affecting the elderly, um, but we still all have to be careful because it's so contagious that we want to make sure that we're protecting our elders and the people that are more susceptible to um, getting it and then not surviving it you know, but it's just, it's just been such a crazy time. And I don't know about you, but for me, I really enjoy, um, my time to myself. (laughs) I get, I get a lot done. It really, um, allows me to be very self-reflective and I, you know, I'm somebody that is always in another book and going on a workshop, you know, diving deep into, you know, self-help, self-development and, Also, something happened, um, which I'm going to get into, um, that is uh, so interesting as well. It really correlates with this fearless act that I'm about to talk about. But something happened where um, having this time to myself has been really, really um, nourishing and um, very healing. So so I'm going to jump right into it. So I, you know didn't uh, share this next fearless act last week um, because I said it really deserved its own episode. And, um, and what I want to share is, you know, friendships, relationships, um, and how when I started this journey, I, I had never really shared anything like this before on social media. You know, I would consider myself a very private person And, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to push myself out of was this idea that I can't be myself 
um, in certain arenas or certain circles, you know, and I wanted to kind of debunk that idea. I was like, what if I not only stepped in my, into my fear, but then shared it all on social media? Like, can I really be that vulnerable online, you know? And, you know, I'm in my forties. So I remember when I joined Facebook and I was like, what, you have to share your personal pictures with everyone. Like, I just remember thinking that was so weird. You know, I'm coming from a time when all I used was like MySpace to basically just share my music, but I never shared anything personal. Um, and I think people who are younger than me, probably 10 years younger, who grew up with Facebook, it's not such a weird thing to put yourself out there, um, in a way, but for me and people of my generation, it was very weird and it took a long time to really get the courage to be that honest and that real online. You know, it just seemed so weird and fake and, you know, people still have this argument that it will, you know, social media is not real and all that stuff. And I, I don't, I don't actually agree. I think that you can use it any way that you want. If you're somebody that uses it authentically to share who you are, then it is real. You know, I've met people and actually made friends with people that I've met through social media. So to just call it all fake, I think is really, um, it's just kind of not responsible to give it the credit that it deserves because there is an opportunity here to connect with people in a real way. And I think if you use it that way, you start to really see how, oh, you know, these are authentic um, people that I'm talking to and, and it can actually turn into real relationships. It's the same thing with like dating online. You know, there are many people that have met people online that have, you know, gotten married and had kids and the whole thing, you know, it's the same idea. It's just like a weird thing when you didn't grow up like that. Everything was, uh, you know, should I share this? Shouldn't I share this? So anyways, getting back to my fearless acts. Um, so I'm sharing all of this stuff and the response was really incredible. And there was one person in my life that wasn't commenting or sharing or talking to me about it at all. And this was my childhood best friend. So my, this childhood best friend, um, she and I, you know, we met in the fifth grade. Um, and then we, didn't really talk for in junior high, but then we reconnected um, in high school and we became best friends, right? So this is someone that I was very close to, but when I moved to New York when I was 30, I knew that I would grow and change because especially because I was finally going after my dream. But even though I was, we were very, very different, um, we still maintain this beautiful friendship in that our differences is what kind of drew us together. I think it really challenged us both to um, connect and to still have this very similar, like th there was something about her when I would get on the phone with her, it's like I felt like I was 10 years old again. You know, we just had this way where it was really beautiful for a very, very long time. And even though um, I felt that I was changing and growing in ways that were very different than her. You know, she had more of a conventional, um, traditional path, you know, um, she got married, she had kids, she basically stayed in the same town her whole life, had the same job her whole life. Um, you know, it was just so different for me. So I, I knew that I was growing and changing in ways, but I always felt especially with her that we would just be friends probably forever. Like we just, 
it just felt that way. Like how much really could change for us not to be friends, right? So anyways, I noticed that she wasn't um, commenting on my posts. She wasn't liking them. So I call her and I said something to the effect, like, have you been reading them? And then I found out that uh, she wasn't really reading my posts. She wasn't really supportive of my of what I was doing. She felt that it was quote unquote a turnoff. She didn't understand why I was sharing so much of myself online on social media. Um, and this really triggered me because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you're supposed to be my best friend and you're not understanding or you're not supporting me in this way. Like I understand like it might not be comfortable for you to share yourself, but why would you fault me? Like for just being myself and sharing it online. Like I'm doing this incredible thing that I'm so excited about that is really like invigorating me, you know? And it just felt like such a rejection. And it felt like it was the first time I really thought, you know, maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore. Maybe we're so different and me really owning this part of myself and kind of coming out of my shell and sharing it with the world. Like maybe it's just, it's the first time I realized that our differences actually would affect our friendship. What happened was, is so I, the first time I was very upset, very confused. I didn't know where to put all that. Cause you know, I'm not somebody that, um, just cut somebody off or out of my life. You know, I was trying to understand, I think, where she was coming from but at the same time i was like why does it feel why is she why am i feeling so bad like she's making me feel bad about something that i'm doing that feels so honest and pure and full of love and light and and really like if you're my real friend why can't you support me in that like maybe you don't understand it but you can certainly support me you know so i remember calling her back and we had this very intense conversation and i'm like crying and I'm, you know, so frustrated and I can't see past my own lane. You know, I can't see past, um, what I mean by that is I can't get behind. I can't even look at, at it through her eyes yet because it's still so emotional and so hurtful to me. Um, until she started to say, but you know, I love you. I love everything about you. I still want to hear, you know, these stories. I just don't, I don't, um, I don't support or understand why you have to share it in this way. And, you know, but she kept saying all this stuff that was sort of affirming to me, like, okay, she is not at the place where she feels comfortable enough to share herself in this way. So it's very triggering for her to see me do that. However, she still wants to be friends. She still wants to hear these stories, but she just doesn't, um, she can't really support me doing them because she herself feels like I could never put myself out there in that way. So I mean, there's two things, I guess, even just hearing myself say that, I guess I could have been like, well, screw you and hung up the phone and that would have been the end of that. But I didn't, I was like, you know, I can't fault someone for not being on the same path as me. I can't fault her for, you know, understanding that this is something she couldn't do, but 
And she wasn't saying like, it's so awful. I can't believe you're doing this and you're crazy. She wasn't saying all that at this point. You know, she was saying, I still love you. I still support you. I still want to hear these stories. I just don't understand the way that you're sharing them. And for me, I just, I don't know. I was able to really hear that and be like, you know what? It's okay. And I kind of, loved her even more for being able to be honest with me about how she was feeling. Um, you know, it took again, a second conversation to have for me to really understand where she was coming from, but I got it. And I was like, okay, I, I think that we can move forward and, and I'm okay. And, and I think I also understood something, which was, you know, why do I need everybody's approval? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm grappling with that right now because it's so crazy because <laughs> I'm no longer friends with this person and it literally just happened last week. So this is all very, uh, I don't know what the word is, just uh, timely um, to be talking about this particular fearless act and the first time that I thought about ending the friendship <laughs> to now fast forward four years later and the friendship is over. Um, for kind of the same, uh, the same things really. Um, but it's interesting because the way we communicated then or the way she communicated with me then was so, um, love filled. It was so like, we were just able to have a very, what I felt like a mature conversation about our differences and about how we both really feel and I was able to say okay I get it um that's okay and I'm just you know I'm still gonna do this and she's like no I understand you know and eventually she came around and she would you know comment on things and like things and um but it's just interesting hearing this now because it's sort of not the way she communicated with me recently, which is why we kind of had to end the friendship. But anyways, getting back to what, uh, what I posted, I just want to share this because I think it's really important, um, in the growth of this process and also just kind of having that epiphany, like I said, so I'll just read it to you. I don't think I realized how doing this challenge would make the people I'm closest to feel. I probably just assumed, like the incredible response I've been receiving from all of you, that the people I'm closest to would feel the same way. But yesterday, I was wrong. I had a heart-to-heart -heart discussion with a friend about how she, how she hasn't been reading my posts. She revealed that she is turned off by the idea of me sharing so much of myself to the public. She'd rather keep those things private and thus couldn't really understand why I would be doing this. I immediately struck back in rage. Now this is a big trigger for me, feeling misunderstood, unseen as my whole self. It's probably the main reason why I feel so compelled to share my journey, to love all the parts of me, the vulnerable, the silly, the fun, the emotional, everything. So my anger wasn't just about her not understanding, it was directed at everyone in my life, past and present, who I felt this from. But I also knew that this pattern was showing up in my life again for a reason because I needed to learn something. So once I calmed down, I really tried to listen to her. I really tried to see it through her eyes, which is a very hard thing to do when your ego wants to keep throwing a fit. 
She insisted she loved me and all the parts of me. She made it clear she still wanted to know about these stories, but just on a personal one-to-one -one level. She made it clear that she's happy that I'm doing this, even if she can't get behind the way in which I'm sharing. I wasn't able to process it all in the moment, but I just kept repeating, I hear you, I hear you. It wasn't until this morning that I had an epiphany. Everyone is on their own journey, their own path of self-discovery, and I can't fault someone or make them wrong for not being on mine. And why do I need to be understood by everyone anyway? Can't I love someone and be loved by someone even though we're not necessarily on the same path? Isn't that what real love is? And just like that, another wall was broken down. So yeah, I shared that and it felt really, really good to... Um, have a positive outcome like I hear what you're saying and and it's okay and I realized my own insecurities which was you know why do I need to be understood by everyone anyway I can't possibly right everybody's on their own path everybody's going through their own thing there's no way that they're all going to understand me exactly the way that I want them to you know it's all going to hit you it's going to hit you in the way that it needs to you know, you're all on your own path. You're all looking through life through your own eyes, through your own experiences, through your own wounds, through your, through your own hurts, your own, you know, your own prejudices, your own everything. So it's impossible to try to control or to be upset by someone when they aren't understanding you in the way that you want. And I think, you know, if I'm owning this shadow aspect of myself, which is really what this is about, it's about owning the part of me that really felt insecure about being who I was. I mean, that's really the truth. Because if I really was secure, I wouldn't give a fuck about what anybody thought. And I would just continue to share. And I wouldn't uh, have any reaction, you know. But of course, I'm human. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to be too hard on myself and say that that's not a human basic need that we get upset when people don't understand what we're doing, especially because when we're like flying high, when, and when I say, you know, another wall was broken down, it's actually, that's what this whole process was about. It's like, I'm constantly breaking down another barrier, opening a new part of myself, letting go of this fear, letting go of the shame, really stepping up my worth, stepping up who I was, showing up in a way that I had never really showed up before. So it all felt so new and exhilarating and exciting. And I understand that at that particular point, it really triggered her. It really was hard for her to see that, especially and probably because she couldn't do that herself. I mean, that's really why people get upset at you. <laughs> They're upset and because they themselves can't can't feel that, can't find that. And so they're going to point the finger at you and blame you. But the difference was the way in which we communicated at that time was really beautiful. And I, I was like, wow, okay, I understand why we're friends. You know, this is why we're friends. This is why we can stay friends um, because she can express to me how she feels and I can hear that and I can I can move on from that, you know, and vice versa, you know? And so that was a huge, huge, huge thing for me. And, you know, it's interesting because when I posted that on Facebook at the time, I want to read you what somebody wrote who commented on it because it's very, 
true. And I just think that he says it in a way that um, I want to share. So he wrote, it has nothing to do with ego. It's heartbreak. It hurts when you try to open yourself to others and they reject it because they're afraid to do the same. I've done what you're doing all of my life. And in all the years of attempting to get everyone around me to step out of their societal cage, they build to gain acceptance. They are, along with those who get it, the many who will reject it. As much as we all talk about it, most fear freedom. It's easy to talk about freedom, but when people see a truly uncaged and free spirit, it scares them. And the first thing they try to do is force that free spirit into building their own cage. Misery indeed loves company. Never let that stop you. Always remember that you are here to do exactly what you're doing, showing people that there really is such a thing as caring and being free of the cage that others hide in. That's the most important thing you'll ever do in this life, to be yourself and not what the world expects you to be. It comes with a price though. Freedom isn't free. Some will call it foolish, arrogant, self-serving. They'll say you're being selfish, that you don't care about anyone but yourself, but you're not only giving the world a great gift, you are a rare breed. You are one of the precious few left who are willing to open their heart, knowing that every attempt will be made to break it along the way, even by those who you, who you love. Don't let it take you down. They can't help it. They're weak and they've allowed life to break them and beat them down. You have to accept the pain, even if it means falling down and crying your eyes out, out, out in frustration to bear it. You must bear that burden. Stand tall and move forward unflinchingly. Wear that pain like a badge of honor. It's a gift. Few will understand, but if even one does, it's worth every tear. And I think, you know, it's interesting because obviously he's talking from his point of view and he's talking really more in a general sense. I like what he's saying, but at the end when he talks about that they're weak and they've allowed life to break them and beat them down, I don't agree with. And we shouldn't fault other people because they're just simply on a different path, you know? And so I wouldn't call her weak. I would just say that I understand why she would be triggered and why it would be hard for her to see somebody like me who's, you know, technically or supposedly her best friend at the time to do these things when she herself couldn't do them and didn't understand it. So it's interesting, fast forward to now four years later, and it's sort of like I've rubbed against this again. Um, you know, here I moved back home after, you know, living in New York for so long. I think it's easy to maintain friendships when you don't have to be in each other's lives all the time it's just sort of like a catch-up and and we were able to do that and but I just think that and I really believe this that not every friendship not every relationship is meant to last forever and this was something that I had been feeling and probably she had been feeling for a very long time and it just needed to end and unfortunately, it ended very abruptly, and there were some uh, negative things that came up on her end. But what I will say is I felt it. I felt energetically that the friendship was kind of needing to end, and I don't think I would have ever done it had she not ended it the way that she did. So although it was painful to hear certain words. I mean, talk about growth though. I don't, 
I didn't really, it, like, I don't feel sad about it, you know? It's interesting. Like, it didn't hit me. Like, I was so triggered when she said this to me, you know, four years ago. And here I am four years later. And I think just part of my own self-development, my, soul, my own self-actualization, um, part of my own growth has been about owning, you know, so much of my shadow, which is my, you know, the things that we um, are afraid to look at, the things that we don't really like about ourselves. And what happens is they get reflected back to us um, through other people. And what we don't own, owns us. So for instance, if I have a deep insecurity about really sharing who I truly am, that it's going to be judged, that people aren't going to like it, and then boom, it shows up in the way of a friend telling me those exact words and I fight back and I'm pissed and I, you know, end the friendship and I'm angry and, oh, I don't need that. And then I move on. And then what do I do? I attract somebody very similar because I cannot and won't accept that aspect of myself versus owning it, being like, you know what? I have this insecurity. It's always been a part of me. It's always going to be something that's behind, um, the very part of me that feels, you know, like I want to put all of this out into the world and I feel very strongly about sharing who I am, there's always this, you know, insecurity underneath the shadow aspect of like, you know, am I going to be judged for, you know, who do I think I am? Is this crazy? I mean, that's always kind of existing underneath, but the difference is I own it. So therefore, if it's going to show up in the form of somebody telling me those words, I'm not going to feel bad about it and be like, yeah, no, okay. And then just hang up and end the friendship in a very kind of um, peaceful manner, ending it with grace, ending it knowing that I didn't say or do anything that I regret at all. You know, I was willing to work through all of it because I'm really, really, really honest with who I am. And all of those aspects of myself that are, you know, quote unquote, in my shadow, I'm, I'm really working on owning all of it so that nothing anybody says will trigger me, you know? And I know that's not probably going to be possible. There's always, I mean, it's just, there's so much. Like, we are a very complex breed as human beings, you know? And I think, you know, there will always be stuff to work on. At the same time, I'm very much at peace with who I am and really owning who I am in every sense of the word, you know? And so... And I think that's that's really what this whole journey was about for me was was really taking ownership on all of those things that I was afraid to share about myself, you know, be it I'm 40 and I'm single or I'm 40 and I'm living with roommates or even as small as, you know, I'm 40 and I have body shame, you know, whatever it might be, like I, I really wanted to be free free of, of being able to just share it all and not caring what anybody was going to say or, and really I had only received positive feedback because people feel your authenticity. People get when you're sharing from your heart and if they don't, then you cut them off <laughs> or you just, that's their problem, you know, or they themselves, it's like the similar issue that I had. It's like they themselves can't be that honest. So they won't be able to accept you being that honest, you know, and that's their problem. And then you just move on, but to let it go, it's not personal. It's not about you. Um, 
you just move on, you know? And so, and that's what I did. And I think, you know, with this friendship, you know, it's interesting, like conflict, you know, a lot of people have a hard time, um, having communication when there's conflict, you know, and I'm somebody that I don't shy away from it. I really welcome it. I find that I, and this is maybe to a fault. I really like to find peace. So I want to work through whatever we're going through. I don't, I'm not somebody that has to like yell and scream and, you know, hang up the phone and, you know, call people names. Like that's just not even, that's not how I operate anymore. Um, and I haven't for a very long time. I mean, I, I'm really somebody that wants to get to the root and I want to work through it and I want to have peace, you know? And so, but some people don't like conflict at all. And so they avoid it. And if they're angry about something, they don't say anything. And it becomes very like passive aggressive and you can feel it. I mean, we're all energy, you know? And it, with this particular friend, I had felt it for months. I had felt that she was harboring all kinds of anger and resentment towards me. I felt it, but there was never quite the right time to like really talk about it. And so when we finally did, it just, she exploded and I was like, ah, oh, okay, I get it. This was exactly how I was feeling. I, like I knew, you know, I felt it. And, uh, and it just, you know, can't be fake anymore. It's like, it's like, come on, you know, just own it, be real. And so it ended. And so what's interesting is that I, I don't feel sad. I feel like it needed to end. And, you know, part of being fearless, I think is really owning when things need to be done. And that includes friendships and relationships. And, you know, I really think that this is a great thing for me. I think that I am just getting really, really clear on the person that I am and wanting to attract, you know, more of who I am now versus who I was, you know, when I was in fifth grade, you know, or who I was when I was, I don't know, four years ago. Um, and being okay with it. And I think that is, that is when I, I realize how much I've grown and how much um, I've changed. And I'm okay with all of it. <laughs> and that's why I think, you know, having this time has been really good for me. And I, you know, I would say, or and I would offer the same thing for you that may be looking around, you know, your friendships, your life right now. Like, do they really mirror who you are right now, who you want to be at your best, you know, and taking inventory and looking within. And, and like I said, really having the space to kind of honor people for where they are on their own path and not feeling the need to put someone else down because they're not where you are. Um, because we can all learn from each other. I mean, I definitely am so grateful for the friendship that I had with her for 34 years or so. Like, and you know, it's going to be a process for me. Um, because it's like, I'm, I'm remembering how she was for the majority of our friendship. And, and I have a lot of good, good feelings about that. So I'm just going to take those with me. And, and it's unfortunate that I guess things have to end, but I don't know. I, I'm not sad. <laughs> I feel good about it. I feel like it needed to end. And, 
now there's an opportunity here for something really beautiful to show up in my life, you know, or just the emergence of this new person that I am. I think that when you are stripping away from the old and letting go of a lot of, you know, old relationships, old blocks, whatever, it's like there's this birth, there's this birth of like who you are now. And it's so, it feels so great and so liberating. And I just, I can't express enough how much I feel good about my part in it um, because it, I did it with grace, you know, I don't regret any of it. I, I really was super open and full of, of heart in the conversation, even though there was like so much negativity. Um, I didn't let it bother me in the way where it affected me. I didn't, nothing, I didn't get mad. I was, I literally said the words, I'm sad in the midst of like her big fit that she had against me. I just said, you know, I'm sad. I mean, that was truly honestly how I felt. And then that was it. And then it was like, goodbye. Cause you can't argue with someone when they're just completely coming from a perspective of hurt, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And I felt like she was hurt going through stuff. And so it felt very much like I'm going to be angry at you, you know, because I can't look at what, how hurt I am. I have to just get it out on you. And I was like, all right, I don't need to accept it, but I understand it. I have compassion for it. And I truly hope that, uh, you know, she gets well and, and, um, but again, that's again, not even my business anymore. It's just letting go of something that was a part of your life for a very long time. And it's interesting because I, this idea of being friends forever or even family, like I had to deal with this, you know, my father remarried when I was six and I had a stepmother and a stepsister and a stepbrother for 22 years of my life. And in all of that time, I thought we would be family forever. I mean, we, that's how we would talk. And so when it didn't last and my father divorced my stepmom and that affected the relationships with my step siblings. And for a while I kept in touch with my stepsister and then it just kind of fizzled and it ended. And, you know, it just, showed me how, like, what is it, what is forever, you know, and things can change so quickly. I mean, look, look what happened in a week. We're all being forced to like stay at home and not do anything. It's just like, so really, what do we know? We know all that we know is what's happening in the present moment and how to show up in the most authentic and most loving way that you can, you know, and the only time I ever have regret, and I don't have regret really, but the only time I would is if I said or did anything that was coming from a place of fear and not love, you know? And I really believe, and Marianne Williamson always talks about this, where relationships are our God's assignments to us for our growth and it's to learn lessons and it's to shape us in certain ways. And when we're, when we've outgrown someone or something, or we're ready to move on, the relationship has to go, you know, it has to end. It doesn't mean that it ends forever. I mean, obviously, you know, it lives inside of us. It lives in our mind and, but to really look at the positive and the good and what you've taught, what you've learned and 
I definitely learned a tremendous amount and I had so much fun with this person. I mean, I've had some great, wonderful memories that I will cherish until the day that I die, you know, and, uh, and that's all you can do, but I feel really good about it. And so I guess that's, that's the point. And it's funny cause it's still so fresh. So maybe next week I'll have a new perspective on it. Um, but all I can say is that it's been very healing to have this time of self-reflection and it's been very healing to, um, to be accepting of what is rather than pushing away from something. You know, it's like we want to hold on to something. We don't want to let it go. So we get very angry and then it, it just, it just really elongates the inevitable, which is that things are, are not meant to last forever. And when we accept what life is showing us, um, the quicker we can just move on and receive the gift and the lesson from it rather than hold on to resentments and anger. It's just not useful, you know? And, and yeah, that's what I have to say about that. So, you know, everybody at home that you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you and just give you a big shout out and sending you so much love and comfort and, you know, I am doing some live yoga classes on Instagram, so please follow me. I also posted, um, I did one on Monday and then I posted it on YouTube, so it's available for you free. Um, so you're welcome to join and take a look at that. And then also, um, yeah, just follow me on social. I've been sharing a lot and uh, I don't know, I plan to do a dance party, I feel, because <laughs> a lot of energy that needs to like get released so um dancing is one of the ways that I that I I find my joy and it makes me happy and I get to release it so um follow me on social media so we can have that dance party as well so I'm going to end this episode with an old song from one of my very first cds it's called still me bye
Don't need to be saved. 